How is the spirit of the Antichrist taking over? Well, folks, welcome once again as we continue conversations here at the Pre-Turb Conference. We're delighted to have our friend J.B. Hickson here Amen. from Sedalia, Colorado, yes, sir. and with Not By Works Ministries. It looks like you brought one of your books with yeah, you. I did, yes. And it's about helping us discern the times we're living in, correct? Absolutely, yeah. So Spirit of the Antichrist, uh, this is our volume two. You you all at Lamb and Lion were kind enough to have me yes. on when volume one came out last March. This came out in October. Uh, and again, it's the premise is First uh, John uh, 4, verse 3, that uh, the spirit of the Antichrist is already at work among us. And uh, so what we did is we just uh, took all of the characteristics of the future capital A Antichrist, who will rule the world for seven years during the tribulation, and uh, sort of summarized those into seven categories. And then we just took a look at current events and geopolitical events in the world around us. And what we saw, uh, which really isn't surprising to those who study Bible prophecy, but it was surprising the amount of, of data that we saw, was that there's an upsurge in every one of those characteristics. We're seeing all of the things that will characterize the future man of sin already kind of rising up and becoming the norm today. So for someone who might not be as familiar, the Antichrist is an, an individual, a, a man of lawlessness, as the Bible describes, who will come in opposition to Jesus Christ and to the gospel plan. He is eventually to be Satan uh, indwelled. Absolutely. And so in the end times, this individual will emerge to lead a one world government and to try to impose uh, an anti-God, an anti-Christ uh, ideology. And yet really we're seeing all those pieces and parts come into play leading toward that individual who has not yet been identified. In spite of what some people say, right, we don't right. know that it's yeah. Prince, now King Charles, or anybody else. Yeah. Uh, that is yet to be revealed in the fullness of time, but Satan's got somebody ready. Absolutely, and and uh, you know the future man of sin, son of perdition, he goes by a number of names, the beast in yes. scripture. Uh, he is gonna rule the world in absolute terror. He is gonna be indwelt by, by Satan himself. He's Satan's man of the hour. That final seven year period will be when this cosmic struggle between God and Satan reaches a climax. You know, Satan has been trying to take over this world for 6,000 years since he got kicked out of heaven. And uh, this is, you know, slowly, incrementally, he's getting closer and closer. And we know from the, the direct words and writings of his own human counterparts, the conspirators that are working with Satan on the human side, that the 2020s has been their target for almost 100 years. I have a chapter in the new book called Satan, or the Luciferian Timeline, where I cite going back to the 2020s, 2030s, uh, key Luciferian agents t talking about this being their target time. I'm fascinated even by that term. Is that something that has been used elsewhere? Is that a term you coined with Luciferian conspiracy? Oh, no, timeline? no. Yeah, no, Luciferianism has been around for centuries. It's their term for themselves, the Satanists that are working with Satan. Mm. Uh, you know, just like you and I worship the Lord, read his word, we pray to him, we, we look at him as the almighty creator of the universe, they do the same thing to Satan. And they think, going back to the garden, that Satan was the protagonist and God is the antagonist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they've worshiped, they dedicate their books to Lucifer by name. They call themselves Luciferians. Uh, so the Luciferian conspiracy, people have written about it forever. I think what distinguishes not by works ministry and our approach to it is as best we can. We're not perfect, obviously, but we, we strive to run everything through the grid of scripture and make sure that, you know, what a lot of people call the deep state or the global elite or these other terms, the shadow government, that it really is seen from the spiritual aspect of 
who's really pulling the strings. Yeah. When you say that Satan's Antichrist is rising, well, what are some of the things that you see going on in society that's pointing to the Bible's prophesied one world government, which the Antichrist will rule? Yeah, so a couple of big ones, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this on your show or with other guests, but the two biggest ones I think that come to mind would be the CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies, right out of Revelation 13, you know, the, the Revelation 13, the mark of the beast the is going to yeah, prevent to people from buying or selling without government approval. Well, that's what the, the central bank digital currencies are all about. And they just did a big test run. They're talking about rolling it out globally in 2023. They want to do away with cash entirely. They want everybody to have a digital passport that will be loaded with money. All of these entitlements that we get instead of a check in the mail, it'll just be credited, but it'll have expiration dates. It'll tell you wh where you can buy and sell. If you go 10 miles from your home and they don't want you to buy from there, it'll shut you off. So this is all, I mean, I was talking in another interview this morning about how for years people have talked about, well, this could be the, the technology for the mark of the beast, you know, the RFID chips or the UPC symbols or whatever. But what's different about the digital currencies is that for the first time, the elites that are the World Economic Forum, the Klaus Schwab's and Yuval Noah Harari's of the world, they're actually saying, we intend to use this to control commerce and right. keep you from buying and selling. Well, that's right out of you know, Revelation 13. I think they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the UPC. They own nothing and be happy while they own everything. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean the UPC symbols and all of that. They were using that for inventory checking or those kind of. They never came right out and said, "Hey, we're going to use this." to keep you from buying yeah, so they, now they, they are. are. They're shameless at this point. Yeah, yeah. In a grand scheme, we've had our six categories of science. This falls under technology. Mm -hmm. And so to a degree, this modern technology, whether it's cryptocurrency, the uh, the digital currency, whether it's the surveillance state that allows this uh, assumption of power by just a handful, all these things are very recent. Yeah. And again, give us a, an understanding, a discernment that even the Old Testament prophets themselves could not have in, imagined, let alone our parents and grandparents. They yeah. would not have imagined some of these things. No, it's a setting of the stage as Jesus told, you know, he rebuked the first century Jewish leaders for not being able to discern the signs of the times. And so we don't want to make that same mistake. So we look at the signs of the times. We're not, we're not claiming that, you know, we can set a date or that, you know, we're just saying the stage is being set. And the second one that I think is real big, you mentioned the global surveillance and all that. I have a whole chapter called yes. Global Surveillance and the Police State. Yes, uh, I saw that. But, but the other big one is transhumanism. Yeah. Yeah. See, the one frontier that Satan has not conquered and never will be able to conquer is the creation of life ex nihilo, out of nothing. Uh, and so they are working hard at both uh, destroying the image of God and man. They think mankind is nothing but useless breathers. They want to destroy us. But at the same time, they want to recreate an artificial intelligence that is on par with God. They want to create God. Elon Musk was asked, do you believe in God? And he said, well, not yet, because I haven't invented him. <laughs> oh, you know, goodness. this goes all the way back to the garden in Genesis chapter three with Satan's very first lies when he, he undermined the credibility of God. He said, God did not say. Then he called God a liar. And then appealing to the pride, the hubris, and the, the ungodly desire in the heart of mankind. He said, you will not die. If you, touch, right. if you disobey God, you will not die. For God knows that on the days you eat from it, the fruit, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. Exactly. And that's been yep. man's 
evil, sinful desire ever since the beginning. That was really Satan's desire to be worshiped like God. And so yeah. we're just seeing everything come full circle in no these doubt. end times. Yeah, he's, his MO has never changed. In volume one, which we talked about in a previous interview, I talk about Satan's method and, and, and these five steps to deception and, and go right to Genesis 3. But, you know, uh, Satan's big lie really can be summed up in one sentence, which is you can sin and get away with it. He, there's no consequence. There's no death. That's another part of this transhumanist agenda. They want to have you know eternal life without having the sacrificial atoning sacrifice to pay the penalty for sin. Right. And so he's coming at it from all angles. But this uh, you know transhumanism, artificial intelligence stuff. I've got some stuff in that chapter that that just chills me to even read about it. The kinds of things they're talking about doing. You know. You know, it really boggles the mind. Just recently, talking about ex nihilo. I read that they have now created a mouse, and at least an embryo, that did not come from an egg and a sperm. And they, they think that through technology, they are now on the cusp of being able to, to form life. And, and they say, oh, but see, we can make all sorts of benefits for mankind. Well, we are trying to play God, even as those who are are rejecting the true God are trying to be God. We're creating God in the image of man. Well, how far, Dr. Hickson, will God allow this to go? Well, that's the big question. I mean, we believe in the imminency of the rapture. Obviously, nobody knows more about that than Lamb and Lion Ministries, so we can't set a date. It could happen at any moment. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you ask me my personal opinion and subjectively, I would say there are no more frontiers that Satan needs to conquer. I mean, think about it. He's conquered gender. I mean, from his perspective, right? Uh, he's conquered language with deconstructionism. He's he's conquered life and, and death with, with eugenics and abortion and all of these things. Um, and he's, he's thinks he's on the cusp of conquering the creation of life through transhumanism and artificial intelligence. So I just feel like... Um, it could be any day. I feel like the Lord's going to say enough's enough. He's going to rescue the church from this present evil age, Galatians 1.4. And then, uh, you know, shortly thereafter, the Antichrist will emerge, sign the peace treaty, and we'll be looking at, you know, seven years of this cosmic struggle between the wrath of God and the wrath of Satan. Well, obviously, Scripture gives us a clear outline of what is to come. But for the Christian who've put their faith in Jesus Christ here and now, we don't have to dread what is to come for the unbelieving world. In other words, the Lord has promised He's preparing a place for us, that He has not destined us for wrath. We know that during the tribulation, the wrath of God is poured out. When the Antichrist is revealed, we ain't going to be here. So how does a person escape all this wrath that is to come? Yeah, so the only way to escape it is by uh, trusting in Jesus Christ and Him alone for salvation. You know, Christ died for our sins. He rose from the dead. He's the only one who can pay the penalty for sin because He would live a perfect, holy, sinless life. You know, I couldn't pay for your sins as nope. so much as I love you, and I couldn't pay for yours, and you couldn't pay for mine. You I may not want to anyway, but you, yeah, right, and we can't pay for our own because we're born in sin, Ephesians 2, 1. So Jesus Christ lived a perfect, holy, sinless life, uh, walked up the Via Dolorosa, shed his blood on the cross for me and for you, rose from the dead the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave, and then has the power and authority to offer freely to all the gift of eternal life. So if you're listening or watching and you don't know the Lord, trust in Christ uh, today. And then for believers, the last section of the book, uh, in both books, of Volume 1 and 2, is why does all this matter? And I list 20-something you know, practical reasons why believers need to be aware of the spiritual battle uh, that is coming. And then I have an epilogue uh, and I have a, a section that calls that says ignore at your own risk. So I think it's important for believers to be awake, 
you know, we're not of the day, we're, or I mean, we're not of the night, we're of the day, we need to wake up. Um, one of my mentors, Dr. Mike Stallard, uh, said one time recently in a conference I was at, he said, the last thing the world needs is more sleepy Christians. Mm -hmm. And that could not be more well said. Wake up. Well, how would our viewers get in touch with you yeah. get a copy of your book, please? Yeah, you bet. So the best way to check out the book is spiritoftheantichrist.org, spiritoftheantichrist.org. There you'll see links to both volumes. You can kind of check them out, read a, a preview, read the preface, read the entire table of content so you see what topics we cover and you can order it right from there. Uh, also go to our main website, notbyworks.org, sign up for our newsletter and uh, shoot me an email sometime.